Hi, I'm L. And I'm V. And this, and this is, is Talk About, about It Mamas. Mamas. Remember to check us out on Instagram at Talk About It Mamas for some more content and updates. And any questions you might want to shoot our way, we also have talkaboutitmamas at gmail.com. And check us out on Anchor. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you, hear your own personal stories, if you can relate to any of our content or any topics you'd like for us to discuss. We're on Apple Podcasts where you can leave us a review as well. I just daydream uh, back to the days where pre-baby I said I was tired. I'm like, dude, that was not tired. I didn't know what tired was. It's like, if I could have that tired, oh, I'd be so happy right now. Are you crying again? Yes, I'm crying again. I never thought grocery shopping or going on an errand would be like a mini vacation for me. Because I get to go by myself. Date night. I remember those, I think. Be as flexible as you possibly can while keeping your standards at a decent level. I realize your your standards start to go down. (laughs) True. Hey guys, we're back this week and we're talking about expectations versus reality and how that's affected our mom life. And one thing for me that changed a lot um, that I didn't really expect when I was first having my baby was a birth plan. So for those of you that don't have any kids, a birth plan is this list that you basically compile um, of all your preferences of what you prefer, what you think you want or, you know, would like to happen when you're going to have a baby um, down to like, let's say breastfeeding versus formula or like no pacifiers. And yeah, so as a first time mom, when I was a first time mom coming into it, you notice that that goes out the window. You definitely can't plan for birth quite like that. I mean, you can have a good idea, but you can't quite know what's going to happen until you're in that moment. So that was definitely something for me that kind of was the reality check i don't know how about you l it's kind of ironic that there is a thing called a birth plan and you definitely should do it especially if you're a first-time mother and you're you know you're making these certain decisions uh that you have to wait out and really think about because anything could happen so the fact that anything could happen best bet is <laughs> it might it actually might happen definitely <laughs> you have to be um flexible for sure yeah use it as a guidepost it's just an outline of your wishes and know that when the time comes you just gotta go with the flow true and then that's your entrance into momhood because you always have to be flexible (laughs) even though you have your your expectations your standards whatever your boundaries and that's ever evolving ever changing so it's like if you weren't flexible before, you're definitely going to be start to know how to be flexible as, as you become a mom. Yeah. And even like hospital visits after the baby for me. Um, well, you know, I, I have two little minions. And so for me, we're totally different experiences with my first one. I had like a whole party going on, <laughs> I had like 10 people in my room and, you know, well, because of the whole labor part, I didn't really care at that point who was there to be honest, but there was definitely a lot more people around with my second. I definitely had like a change of heart. I feel like it was just me, hubby, mom, and that's it. And we kind of kept to ourselves for a few months after getting home. Um, Some decisions that we made due to vaccines and stuff like that as well. But, and I think if I had to pick between the two, I definitely kind of prefer the latter. That makes sense to me. And it's supposed to be an experience. What? Like we said, anything can happen, but you are supposed to try to go into it as an experience that 
it's going to be something it's so personal it's so intimate of course it should be you know it should have that kind of vibe to it yeah that was my shared experience as well and I knew though that that's what I wanted and I'm so happy for that because it's it's a personal moment and yes it's a joyous celebration and you want to include um everyone in your life it's like your life is completely changed so of course it's it's out there in the world so you want to share with everybody and celebrate it but that those moments like for me because I didn't really have an expectation as to like how my birth was gonna go I was like it could be probably a walk in the park I'm wishing and hoping or it's gonna be just as crazy and hectic as you hear from everybody else because everyone's story is crazy in their own way um so I I you know pretty much planned (laughs) for the crazy and that crazy did happen but um you get through it yes and how about the visits though like while you're still at the hospital whether (laughs) it's the same day or because you're only at the hospital like two or three days or depending on obviously your situation depending on who how mommy and how baby are doing but and also c-section yeah I personally thought oh yeah I'm gonna be super excited I want to show off my baby it's yes it's a big moment for me in our lives so we're gonna want to share it um and then, like, the reality of it is you've almost killed yourself and back. <laughs> and you're so tired and you just need sleep and you're not going to get any sleep in the hospital. Yeah. Because they come in and out in your room. It's loud and people come and check you and the baby every so often. And then, like, the times that they bring the meals are just so, I don't know, it's just an off schedule. Right. Like, I just didn't want I wanted them like as minimal people as possible. And essentially that's what occurred, but I actually would have wanted even less, I think just a little less just because the people that did come to the hospital, like they take their time to do that. It's a special moment and it's, it's so sweet and it's so touching. But then when you have like people coming like a handful of times and you're just like, dude, I'm only here two or three days, you know, it's like, we need time to rest and just I guess people don't really consider all the other things once they leave like everything that you're kind of going through all the interruptions and everything there's too much going on yeah Yeah. the hospital is just such a crazy environment you don't you know you're just you're actually recovering and there's a lot going on that people don't really realize you know Mm -hmm. there's testing in the middle of the night like at all hours of the day you're not sleeping there's noises all the time the baby you know that's you know a big one too yeah and you're just trying to get through like the trauma that you just went through and then just trying <laughs> to like acclimate as quickly as possible but you're not home yet so you're just kind of there's all these crazy things that you don't think about yeah and like you said I think you're bonding too you know kind of like the golden hour you know, the first hour after the baby's born. And so you're kind of still taking everything in. And especially when it's your first time, I would assume, you know, like, yeah, you're still, you're learning. Everything's happening to you for the first time. So it's, yeah. Yeah. The first few moments of baby's life and the first few days of the baby's life and the first few, you know, days of you becoming a mother, they're so crucial and it's so personal and intimate. The fewer the uh, people in the room as you're birthing the better more people distract you and you're just trying to you know do your thing 
if ever there's a next time, I'm just gonna be like, you know, visits, let's do in my home, guys. We'll see you later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that would be part of my kind of like a, not a birth plan, but a continued birth plan. Uh, days after, like, realistically, we're expecting we're gonna need a lot of rest. You know, if people wanna come visit and drop things off, like, you know, home cooked meals or whatever, if they're coming to help out, that's one thing. But visits, like, for you having to host is the last thing on your mind and you do not have that energy. <laughs> yeah. Visits definitely need to be short. And I feel like for the home visits, even for me, I mean, like I said, with my second, we kind of ended up hibernating for like three months and maybe that's a little bit much as far as like for home visits, but even for the home visits after the hospital, I feel like I still, I'm definitely factory closed, but if I were to have another one, I think this time around, I would even change in that, that I would wait probably a couple of weeks before having most people over the house, you know, obviously like your mom, that's going to help you, you know, from day one and stuff like that is a little different, but extended family and, and, and and friends, probably I would wait a couple of weeks just because like you said, you're, you know, you're still healing, you're still doing so much and no matter how much people tell you, oh, don't worry about it. You know, you don't have to like clean up or you don't have to get dressed or you don't have to whatever. You still you know, do. I think most of us, <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're moms. And so, like, yeah. you know, you just, so I think it, as the person going in to make the visit, like just being conscious of that also will just be like, you know, don't put the person in that position to have to tell you <laughs> like, yeah, okay, but not really. I rather really rather just kind of sit here in my freaking robe or moo-moo or whatever, milk dripping, not in the mood, you know? Listen, parents parents will understand. <laughs> People who are, who've never been parents, they're, you know, it's new to them, but I would appreciate the, if I was a non-mom <laughs> and I was, you know, if the tables were turned, I'd want somebody to tell me, like, look realistically this is how it goes down <laughs> and um this is what we can do and people you know i think like as long as you know you know you just you know, yeah absolutely because everybody you know has good intentions obviously nobody's trying to come to make it harder on you <laughs> you know they want to just come visit you see how you're doing check up on you and the baby um and most of the time like you said some people even bring some food or you know help do the dishes or carry the baby for a little bit or something yeah like then you can come <laughs> oh my god if you bring me food i'd be happy <laughs> but still sometimes you just want to be alone yeah, and to rest and bond and but that's also leads me to right. a big expectation breaker for me was body weight after baby yes yes because you're not it's it's so it's not as easy and quick to recover from as you think as maybe in the past you know we as women i think we struggle so much with body weight and body image so Mm -hmm. it's always kind of been a you know a struggle in whatever extreme but it definitely is after baby it definitely was very very hard i feel like yes you just gave birth you know we all know it's going to take some time but i was very unpleasantly surprised to see how hard it is not just like how long mm-hmm. but because I honestly that was the last thing in my mind I wanted rest and that was the biggest thing and once I was kind of like feeling more like myself and I'm like you know I need to do something about it. 
And then you, when you actually try, you're like, oh, shit, it's not like before. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> We're moms now. It just, it's just, yes. it's like your bladder, your bladder and your pouch will never let you forget that you are a mom. If you woke up with amnesia, you just look down at your pouch and you're like, yeah, I gave birth to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but and I think like next time I would just be more conscious of like everything that my body just went through like just look at it from that perspective like you just went through some heavy fucking trauma and you gotta let your body heal and it's just amazing what your body literally just went through yeah I think I was just gonna say when you have a second you'll probably will be like that because that's how I felt with my second for sure like I just like okay now I'm gonna give myself some grace and I know that you know (laughs) My body's incredible for everything it's gone through. And the last thing on my mind right the second needs to be, you know, the bounce back. Be kind to yourself. Look at everything that your body just did. Like your body housed a whole human being for nine months. It created it out of thin air and just birthed the baby. And yeah, you need time to just recover <laughs> from that. Of course, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. You just have to be kind to yourself. Right. Yeah, not even to mention like hormones and all that extra stuff going on. But yeah, I mean, it took nine months to make, you know, the baby be fully developed in there. And so you have to give yourself more or less the same amount of time. It'll take at least that to recover. Yeah, absolutely. And just self-care in general, I feel like is definitely different expectation versus reality after mom life. You know, like if you can sneak in painting your nails here and there or like a face mask like hallelujah it's a huge one and even so at the time where you're you know you don't have any kids and you've always been your main worry and concern so you don't even Mm -hmm. think of self-care as like something like that you wouldn't have or like a luxury right it's just like the a way of life that you need to <laughs> exactly yeah. it's just your way of life and now you're a mom someone else comes before you and you're like yeah oh shit i have you're to like, remember to care for myself <laughs> are a daily thing yeah <laughs> showers and meals and rest doing my hair what oh man but self self-care yeah. i thought i've always thought like so Oh, just bubble baths and spa days and just <laughs> me time and self-care. Oh my Honestly, it, you can't wait for that. You can't wait for those special occasions. You have to literally like make Girl. few minutes here and there as part of your day. And yeah, self-care. I like cannot. Said, it's painting your nails. It's face masks. It's smoking some cannabis. <laughs> For sure. Yes, that's the preferred method around here because I cannot tell you if I tried to remember when my last bubble bath has been like. I remember mine. It was before uh, I gave birth. Yeah. My son is three years old. (laughs) It's been three three. years for me. That's insane. A decade. A decade for me. You know what's funny? I couldn't tell you how many bubble baths my son has had. I probably every day of oh, his life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. For the past three years. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Yep. Yeah. So it definitely shifts. That's for sure. Getting ready to go out. Like when you do find that time and you can include some time. When baby's old enough. Yeah. yeah. When, when, when they're old enough and it's like, all right, 
we're we're going out, we're doing this, even if it's just to run errands or whatever. And let's say you're taking there's the two scenarios with and without child. With child, <laughs> forget about it. Girl, you're probably not even gonna end up getting out of the house. Just stay home. Oh stay home. Oh my god. You literally weigh out like, okay, is this trip worth it? Like is do I really need to go out? There's so much crap to lug. There's diaper bags and equipment and strollers and carriers and then the baby and and then you it's like half the house yeah yeah it's like you're moving out of your house Mm -hmm. it's like and then you go out and you expect like okay if i'm going out with my husband like he's gonna help me carry this stuff i always end up with everything (laughs) i'm the one hauling everything i'm like how did it get to this why am i the donkey i don't get it yeah yeah <laughs> and and keeping track of it and all that stuff like all, like it's just my responsibility like <laughs> what do you mean like where's the baby's this or is the baby's that oh, or god forbid you know? oh that's a huge worry in my mind is almost on a daily <laughs> god forbid something happened to me i feel for myself <laughs> I think about that all the time too. I mean, they're going to survive. It's going to exactly. be it's going to be great. But it's not up they're to gonna your figure it mommy out. expectations, of course. That's it's not going to meet your standards. That's that's a diff, that's a big eye opener when you're just like at the, I think once your child is, you know, there's been some years and you've been through some shit together or like in your case it's multiple children. You with experience mm-hmm. you just learn to chill the fuck out um pick your battles like just compromise and be flexible because nothing's gonna go your way probably (laughs) but yeah but yeah yeah the way that dads do things definitely is never gonna be up to par of like moms doing it but um that's something that we have to get over (laughs) it's just different and getting ready to go out like once you are finally like getting back to a routine you're like okay i gotta get out of this house after your whole quarantena um you're like yeah i'm gonna look fly i'm gonna like take my time getting ready i'm gonna show people like oh baby i just yeah i have a baby <laughs> but you know i've had sleep everything is awesome and then you realize like there is no time to get ready <laughs> yes the baby ends up looking on point and you look like crap. <laughs> I settled for the jeggings I swore I was never going to wear in public. That's my go-to outfit. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. And what about, like, these hormones? Ever since I became <laughs> a mom and I had kids, and I don't know if it's just the hormones from pregnancy and afterwards. I don't know if it's the fact that now you have kids and you just see everything and you think about it differently or what the case may be. But, I mean, I used to be emotional before. I'm not emotional for like my personal things so much, but for other people's things, I've always been a crier for movies, you know, commercials, things like that. But like it's next level now. It's 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 at another point. Like I am so emotional all the time. Like, yeah, I'll cry at commercials, dude. How about I cry at like anything Disney now? And I never, <laughs> I've, I, I've always been emotional, but like, come on. Now I see like, Oh, I just hear the word mom and I'm like, (laughs) you know, it's like, why am I like that? You know, we'll watch Disney stuff together and um, they're (laughs) crying, bawling like as if (laughs) this is real life. And, you know, these things are happening and it's, it's crazy. 
Toy Story does it for me. It's so, so crazy. I cry for everything now. And the funny part is that my daughter, my older one, is the same way. And so Bobby <laughs> will come out like in the middle, you know, of an afternoon, like on a weekend or something. And we'll be in the living room on the couch watching, I don't know, anything. And we're both there like a Hallmark commercial, just bawling, crying, like, you know, and like hugging on to each other. And <laughs> they don't get it. They're like, what? He's like, why are you guys crying? Like, are you crying again? Yes, I'm crying again. You know? Oh, that is so adorable. Because I'm not there yet. I'm instead the more excited one of the entire fucking family for anything Disney. And I'm like, dude, get excited. And he's like, eh. You know? And like, hubby, of course, he's just like, yeah, whatever. It's cool. And I'm just like, I love Disney. (laughs) (laughs) The older one's a little bit older now. And so she's kind of getting out of that. Um all cartoon stage you know she still loves like her disney movies and and all that stuff but you know she wants to feel i guess a little bit more grown up she's her interests you know are getting bigger and so she has other things she wants to watch um and so disney plus has come in good with that to help us with like older shows and things that are you know family oriented and she likes good luck charlie for example and she loves it and i guess that's because the quality of the video is still you know decently normal for her but i try to get her on like older things that we used to watch like she loves fuller house so i've had i've had her watch full house before it and i think she kind of just made it through that because she knew she was going to get to watch fuller house after but there's so many things that they look at the tv and they're just automatically like she's like I don't want to watch that and it's not that she doesn't even like what's going on it's just like the quality of the tv and I'm like girl like that's how all my tv used to be no what's funny is when I'm super excited of like I don't know I'll put on like one of those nighty cartoons on like Disney plus like uh I don't know like Darkwing Duck or something like that or like Chippendales I'm like oh my god you're gonna love this and he's just looking at it and they're like what is this please change this it's like old animation it's not HD. And it's not bright fucking colors and weird voices and crazies. <laughs> if it's not 4K Ultra, I'm not even looking at it. <laughs> That's, you know, I get it. It's a little like blurry. It's a little, you know, it's not 4K HD, you know. They have the attention span of like, if you didn't, if you didn't impress them in the first three seconds, forget it. They're done. And meanwhile, you're, like, breaking it down to, like, the 90s beats in the background. You're like, oh, yes, this is so 90s. This is freaking awesome. They don't make cartoons like that anymore. But damn. And she's so picky. I'm like, I'm going to just take away the whole TV altogether because what the heck? (laughs) Yeah, I've been trying to get her to watch um, Boy Meets World because it has, you know, it has, like, good lessons. And I like the shows back then. They have actual messages that come across through them and that i think that are important and she can't get by she can't get through i think like the first season just because of the quality of the picture i think that's hilarious but yeah i'm definitely one of those parents that just censors her a lot is always on top of her um helicopter parent and it's okay i i understand the you know the um negatives i guess aspects of that but 
I think when I personally weigh the two options, I'm okay leaning towards helicopter parent than being worried and, you know, I should have afterwards after something. So, you know, I mean, and when we were kids, we were so much less filtered. I feel like our parents didn't pay attention as much to things like that. Um, Don't. That's one thing I... My parents did not filter anything for me to watch. And after, you know, after watching certain things, you're like, why did you let me watch that? I should not have watched that as a kid. No. We had, at the same time, I feel like a little bit more common sense as a generation than the ones after us as well. I'm not sure what I, why I think that that is, you know, that it came out that way. But I do think it's true. and. You know, it's just pretty crazy all the things that these kids have access to. Like, I remember when I was like her age, I was like eight or nine, and um, you know, my parents were split up, and I would go and spend weekends with my dad. And maybe it was partly partially because of that as well. But like, me and my cousins always hung out together, and I remember we were talking about something about um somehow in the conversation the exorcist came up, you know. And my dad was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like this and it's like that. And, you know, eight and nine year olds and in a group, you know, you hype each other up and we're all like, oh, I want to see it. I want to see it, you know. And what does this guy do? He takes us to Blockbuster and we go and we get freaking The Exorcist. (laughs) And you have a bunch of nine year olds (laughs) all, you know, thrown on this bed watching The Exorcist together. Like we should have not been watching that. And thankfully i watched it in the middle of the day and you know i don't think i even had nightmares or anything but i mean that was pretty intense i don't think that that's something that you should be watching at nine years old you know and the one movie i remember i was just like why did they let me watch it it totally fucked me up was rosemary's baby still to this day what the fuck (laughs) i'm a little bit more involved when it comes to things like that i think a lot about Oh, what's going to happen? And even just because I've already experienced it, you know, when she was five or six or whatever with other little shows. So um, I really try to be on top of that for sure. Being a stay at home mom, I think that is an expectation that really as a mom, you don't really know what to expect as, as you know, your your life has changed. You're just getting into the role of mom. But mostly I think it's people's and these are people that are not stay-at-home parents, misconception of what it means to be a stay-at-home mom. And I think they they probably think, you know, you're able to sleep in and just wake up slow, be productive around the house, do all the house things and errands and all that, obviously, and just have fun and play all day. It's like, and then what else do you do? And it's funny because in the very beginning, in the very beginning, I thought I'd have to, like, not have to have anything but like for myself I'm like oh at the end of the day I'm gonna have a long list of things that I did and I accomplished because I'm gonna be so productive and it's like dude your main concern is keeping a little human alive number one that's a huge one so if there's anything else that you can do it's a bonus you have to like lower your uh standards and then obviously if you have you know people around you that support you and um and appreciate you and everything you do will understand that but a lot of people I think don't realize like it's not like a nine-to-five job and it's not like I list everything I did you know you're doing so much that you're not even conscious of it and in reality when you know you're the parent you you're getting up at night 
because the other, you know, your spouse is working, so you're getting up at night. So your day starts very, at least mine, very rash. Like, <laughs> I'm already tired by the time I wake up. I'm already, I already woke up tired. Um, and it's nonstop. I'm, there's no breaks. There's no um, vacation time ever <laughs> for the rest of your life. I just daydream uh, back to the days where pre-baby, I said I was tired. I'm like, dude, that was not tired. I didn't know what tired was. It's like, if I could have that tired, oh, I'd be so happy right now. It's just nonstop. It's nonstop. Yes. You're putting someone's um, every need and want, like, number one above and beyond and before you. So that's what you're focusing on constantly. Everything else revolves around that. The fact that we get anything done is a miracle. But we do because we just, you know, you there's no choice for me. There's no choice. There's no option. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Just even thinking like nap times, like, okay, baby's asleep. So that's when, and first of all, I, I appreciate when people say, oh, just sleep when baby sleeps. In a dream land, you can do that. That doesn't happen. You get all the shit done that you didn't do when baby's asleep because that's the only time you have to do it. And nap time, sometimes I think, oh, well, all the things are done. I'm going to just relax. It's like, dude, you find something. And you find yourself speed cleaning and then just laundry. Laundry never stops. I don't know why there's so much laundry. You actually start to look at groceries and running errands by yourself as like a personal mini vacation. Like, I just, the fact that I get to drive somewhere by myself and, like, jam to my music and just shop. Now shopping is, like, a, this, don't even talk to me about shopping. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's just, just the fact that I have to disinfect groceries and shit. But, like, definitely pre-quarantine, like, grocery shopping or running errands, that was my jam. That was my little mini vacation. So going from one kid to two kids, that was a game changer for me. They always tell you, I always remember my whole entire life hearing from three to four, you know, whatever the number may be, that's not that big a deal. Go from one to two. I've always heard my grandma. My grandma has had 10 kids and she always told me three to four, four to five. After that point, it doesn't really make a difference. From one to two, wow. And for me, it's definitely proved to be right. Let me tell you, it's a whole other ball I game. don't know how you do it. I don't know how anybody with multiple kids do it. It's so difficult. And for me, I have them both, um, you know, pretty spaced apart. They have a big gap mm-hmm. in between them. And so it's like somebody always yeah. needs you. And yeah, you know, the older one gets to help a little bit. And that's great. And of course, you know, she loves her sister. But there's definitely still a lot of rivalry. There's definitely still a lot of jealousy. There's definitely still a lot of missing the one-on-one time. And like you, you're you so know. needed to be so many different things for so di- many different people and in different ways. And yeah, everyone's kind of going through their own journey. So it's like everyone's growing, especially you as a mother. Mind you, she was on her own for... I mean, almost a decade. So she got definitely personalized um, attention. And, you know, she had plenty of time to herself with just us. But 
no matter, you know, it's still definitely something that's taken so much adjustment. Like if you thought you had zero time to yourself with one, it's ooh, next. If you can imagine that it gets even less than that, it actually does with two kids. So yeah, it's definitely been like a learning curve for me. It's been a big, big, big change. Ages between them two. Um, you know, they just did they need different things from you, you know. The big one wants to watch a movie or wants to play this, but sometimes you can't play that because you have this little wiggly, you know, new toddler that wants to explore the world and you literally need to be like right behind them at every second because they're about to climb over something, fall into something, grab something they're not supposed to. And it's just hard to go ahead and, and meet the needs of both of those kids, you know. So it's it's definitely rough, but it's something that you kind of just figure out as you go and, you know, you do your best with everything else in motherhood. So that's been a big change for me as well. Just getting used to being with both of the kids and being able to meet both of their needs at once, you know, and then somehow in there still trying to manage a way to find the way to meet my own needs which is damn near impossible at this point right but you still have to figure out a way to do it yeah biggest expectation breaker for me has been the fact that you're prepared to so to speak you're prepared to teach someone and guide someone and change someone's life but you don't realize that how much your life is going to change as a result of them like how much they're actually going to teach you and mold you and change you and because of them, you become so many different things that you never thought you could be. And you do so many different things you never thought you could do. Overall, I think kids teach you as a parent a lot more than you as a parent will ever be able to teach them. I mean, she has been my biggest teacher by far. And now I have another one, a second, you know, it's like just in case there were some lessons you didn't get, here's some backup reinforcement. And she's taught me so much, you know, I may teach her how, you know, how to eat and how to get dressed and, you know, how to act in certain situations. But the the lessons and the things I can teach you, that's like, it's priceless. It's little tiny things that they don't even know they're doing. And all of a sudden just kind of capture you and you're like, wow, I should be a little bit more like that, you know, and it's just it's it's so sweet and it's their innocence and that's i love that about kids yeah despite all this despite all you know the challenges and and craziness you're just not prepared to be so emotionally involved and love someone so much and so unconditional and you know cannabis in general just makes me a better parent i don't know i was gonna say a little bonus expectation breaker would be how cannabis has actually helped me become a better parent like I typically do not you know I have to kind of wait till bedtime to have my you know my usual toke here and there but and it's not even a daily thing but you know on the times on the few times that I actually have toked and like it's either weekends or you know my husband's home and we can just kind of like take turns here and there it like those moments just become so much more memorable. Like I just see myself being like just more playful or more patient. Um, 
I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting because you wouldn't think, you know, you would think like that's adulting, that's adult time, but it also kind of just, it's definitely not like drinking and being around your kid, you know, like how other people feel about it. And I know for you as well, you know, you see it as a positive, but for me, it's, it, it really does make me parent better. I mean, generally speaking, I, it's usually something that I do as a nightcap you know at the end of the day the kids are in bed and I go out and I have my nightcap and it's kind of where I just kind of get to relax and chill and and digest the day you know um but there definitely are times when I have like a really bad headache that you know nothing will take away or sometimes it's just been like a really crazy day and I will just <laughs> vanish quickly you know outside and take a couple hits and it's like night and day it really just mellows you out and it you know it lets me be more patient it lets me be more fun more playful I think so you know and just it kind of I want to say like the best way I can explain it is it kind of just silences all the background noise and all the other stuff that you kind of worry yourself with when you are not in that state of mind you don't have that mind change and so you're so concerned about all the minor little details and then you know you go and you have some herb and all of a sudden it's like this clearness takes over you and you're like okay those little things don't actually matter and you know this is what matters and let me just focus on this and have a good time you know with my girls and um you know and let's just play around and let's not worry about all the other little bullshit details because at the end of the day like that's just life and it's things that happens and they're kids and you know you're stressed out and whatever but let's have fun because at the end of the day like that's what the kids are going to remember you know they're when they're 20 30 40 years old they're going to look back at their childhood and they're going to think of those little memories and the, and the times that they spent with you and the things that they did with you and not so much you know that they had a, a I don't know gourmet meal every night or that uh you know mom was always doing laundry or whatever the case may be so it definitely definitely helps me to kind of put things into perspective sometimes and um you know just kind of mellow out because it's very easy to get very tightly um wound you know like when you have all these things going on and all these little people relying relying on you on top of everything else so it's always it's always kind of been a part of me as an adult but as a parent i've definitely seen even more how beneficial it's been to me it's a it's a chill level it's such a vibe that you're just like seeing things from a different perspective kind of like if you're a kid yourself there's an awesome quote um i read from kate hudson and she said parenting shifts on your as your shit parenting shits that's it parenting shifts as your kids shift the best thing for me has been throwing any kind of parenting manual out the window and that's that's motherhood in a nutshell be as flexible as you possibly can while keeping your decent standards at a decent level i realize your your standards start to go down (laughs) 
you know, one of the things I love about kids, like I was saying earlier, is really just like their sincerity, like they're genuine and they above anything else I think about above any other um emotion any other thing that they show they're always showing you love you know it's like they have infinite amounts of love and it's so it's life-changing honestly it's amazing to, to see like to watch every day these little people that are just full of buckets of buckets and buckets of love and that's all they want you know they just want to show you love and they want oh, to get yeah. love from you and and if we could take a little bit of that from them just like don't sweat the small stuff and just keep going and just be happy like find a different joy in every day it's not always going to be the same joy and it's awesome and i think one of the biggest things that my child has taught me my oldest the little one has taught me things as well but you know, she's still a baby. So my oldest, I would say the the biggest thing she's taught me is to kind of just let go and to focus on like the important things. You know, I think as adults, sometimes like we get upset over whatever it may be. And then sometimes we tend to hold on to certain things and, you know, we kind of drag it out longer than it needs to be or we just don't know how to let it go or how to apologize or you know whatever the case may be and with kids it's like that none of that even exists you know it doesn't matter like what you did what you said what happened that you know five minutes ago you were upset because they got in trouble or it doesn't matter to them that they got in trouble you know five minutes later it's like okay cool back to playing you know and you know you put them to sleep and you give them a hug and you kiss them and the next day it's that's it like slate clean you know like it's a new day everything's you know they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed again and it's you know you're their world and it's very humbling to just kind of know that their whole entire world revolves around you and that no matter how many times you think like, damn, I've really fucked this up, you know? It's like, no, it's cool. In the morning, there's going to be this little person that's just, you know, dying to see you and hug you and love on you and, and start a new day with you. And like, how awesome is that? So, yeah, I'm going to get emotional again. So there goes the hormones we were talking about earlier. But yeah, you know, kids are just honestly amazing. They're these they know so much more than we do yep for sure and that's it so guys come back next week we're going to be talking about mental health may is mental health awareness month and i think we're going to delve into the different things that that means, different ways to cope, to manage, to different techniques and things that can help, um, the stigma of it and, you know, just its importance because I think not even just on the level of when it becomes an actual medical issue, but just in general, mental health is so important and especially for us mamas and especially as parents you have to remember to take some time to make sure your mental health is on point, you know, and it's very hard to do sometimes. But yeah, so we'll be talking about that next week and we hope you join us and we will talk all about it. Talk to you later. Ah!